It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Simply Christ. Welcome to the Simply Christ podcast. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I think um, there are people all over the world um, joining us this evening. We are in the evening in Ghana, so mm. today. Our topic is the worship ministry, a help or a hindrance, and we have a special guest amongst us. Um, his name is Joseph JB. He's a pastor. He's, he's a pastor. He's a, um, I'll let him introduce himself so that you give us his credentials mm. as, a, as and, a minister. And then, and then you tell us your connection with him, like, how you know him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Maybe. he will tell us my connection with him. So that's yeah. So cool. um, yeah. But today we are today's episode and discussion is about the influence of music on Christian worship and the way, as usual, some of us take the elements and make them. Um, we idolize them rather than focus on the Christ who we are supposed to serve. Um, the fact is the church has been around for over 2,000 years and there are elements and ideas that we see today that were not present in the church until about 100 years ago. And, and one of those is the idea of worship being so much of music than of anything else. Um, we will see how the way um, we see the way Christians see things today is not the usual from what over this um, 2,000 years since the church started. We'll look into all of that and then we'll have a conversation about um, compare contemporary today's modern day Christianity and worship ideas. Um, we'll contrast that and then we'll look at the way forward. So First of all, Joseph JB, we would like you to introduce yourself and then, yeah, I, I hear you have to do a, you have to remind people of the history we share. Okay. Joseph, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. Okay. All right, sir. Yeah. So. It's good. It's good to be here with you guys. Uh, All right. It's my good name to have is you. Joseph JB. Um, Joseph Iwajibi, as uh, Salom has already said. Are you Salom or you're a swinger? <laughs> chale, chale. I'm all I think, thanks to all men, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we, we call you more a swinger than Salom, but yeah, I think um, we go way back from um, KNUST days, right? Yeah, and 99. We spent some time on the campus, and that's where we bonded, where roommates yeah. at a point yeah and then um, the journey continued all the way till now and simply uh, christ i have heard of simply christ we used to talk yeah. always about simply christ and they always talked about these high um deep thinking i think is what i, I came to know simply christ to be about so it's exciting that i can connect with you and um have this discussion. I'm yeah. not sure why I, I was chosen for this, actually. But, oh no! But uh, I, I think there's a, there's a. But I think okay. But uh, I think history, there's a piece okay. of history, yeah, of music history, 
Yeah, it shouldn't sound. Exactly. I, I, want, I don't want it to sound like we are. We don't know anything about music, and we came here at the time to talk about music. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Well. So um, I, I have been singing in the choir since I think it was since I finished SS. Well, maybe the last year of uh, senior high, senior secondary school at Infanston is when I started singing. And I've been singing till now. I I direct my church choir. I I'm a worship leader. Um, I'm a recording artist. So I I have one album out and a few other singles out. Um, I'm not exactly a, a chart topping artist, but I've been in the music industry for quite a while. Um, I worked as the manager for Minister Danny Nette for many years. So, yes, I'm not a novice. <laughs> yeah, in, and, in and I music, think in the music scene. Yeah, I, I, our first, the first project, that project, which year was that? So, that project was around 2000, 2000, 2000. Yeah, 2000, 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was, yeah. the, that was the album that 2000, featured 2001. people like Koda. Um, isn't that the year Koda won um, Best Artist, artist Male Vocalist of the Year or something? Yeah, Correct. on from uh, that we, album. We won an award. Yeah, we won an award, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that, uh, so Koda, New Kind. Exactly, it all came out of that group. So it, it was it was sort of um, a, a, a conglomeration of really great musical talents of the time. So you mentioned Koda, you mentioned New Kind, you mentioned... Um, Graciela. People like Graciela, who is huge. Well, they call her Ida in Ida the Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Lighthouse Circles. Um, and many more. You can even talk of Henry Dutchmore, who is... Yes, uh, McAfee Kwame. The Bethel. Bethel Revival. McAfee yeah. Kwame, who's... Exactly. So it's, it was quite, quite an ensemble yeah. of uh, great musical talent. That, yeah. That's uh, awesome. We worked with in those days. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, let's and, let's and get also I have done a bit of I done a bit of research um, when it comes to music. Yeah, so yeah. I did some work in ethnodoxology. Yeah. Ethnodoxology is pretty much helping people to worship using their indigenous uh, resources, indigenous musical idiom and other things like that. Yeah, and yeah. Also I did a study for my MPhil on for my MTH, which is a more like an MPhil for the those who don't know more about theology, I did that on Joyfully Incorporated and also Abu mm. um, White. So these are musical studies that I have done. So I, I yeah. I'm not a novice exactly, but mm-hmm. except that when you come to see mm-hmm. yeah. Christ. Also, Krausa. Anyway, so we should, yeah. We really are just glad to hear.
I just do it in my Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so I think we can go ahead. Um, also, for, I think I'll ask you the very first question. We can start. We want to know when we say worship, what is worship? When we say worship. Okay. What so, are, you can you can give us the various options of what it means as well. Yeah. Um so I, I think that my favorite definition of worship, and it's a very simple one, it was given by Rick Warren, who says worship is bringing mm. pleasure to God. And I thought that was a brilliant summary. <laughs> Bringing okay. pleasure to God, uh, mm-hmm. so doing things that make God smile and say, "Wow, that's my, that's my boy or that's my girl." Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing yeah. pleasure to God, I think that's okay. a great summary for it. Summary, yeah. There, there are a few other definitions that I can share. Um, so, um, they they tell us that. The, the, the root of the word is actually um, from the old English. Um, it's a, a, a word called wet sky, which mm. um, talks about how worthy or how um, the worthiness of a deity. Mm. So um, that's where the, the concept of that word worship itself comes from. Mm-hmm. So when we say we're worshiping God, we're actually saying that we're giving him, uh, we're saying that he's worthy. That is the root word. Mm. Um, Then we can look at um, some of the Hebrew words that are translated worship have to do with giving obeisance or, you know, bowing down or giving adoration to God. And one word that sort of runs through when you hear worship is, Service, serving God, service to God or to the deity, mm-hmm. depending on the context in which the word is used. So I think these are some of the thoughts that come to mind when we speak about worship. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so in this, I'm not hearing any music. So, my name, Adam, do you have anything to say on worship? Well, I know. I, I think that in, in general, yeah, those are um, because we talk about worshiping a God, uh, worshiping God, or uh, so on, and 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 in in that sense, you know, that the broader definition is that he has given, which is like, uh, okay, so he 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 gave the example of uh, requiring saying doing something that. That that brings pleasure to God. That that is actually a very correct way to look at it, and and the 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 question is whether we are as ex, we are expansive about what we mean by there's something that we do to please God, because um, I think many people tend to limit that something to a particular thing most of the time, music. Um, though, of course, others could, I mean, it could be actually like we could say we have a worship service and people go to the whole attendance, that everything in that thing is called a worship service. But um, 
I think over time too, people have tended to associate it a lot more with music than with its fuller uh, expansion. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, so um, let me just, just, just add. So I, I don't want us to jump too quickly to the music because I mean, when Abraham worshiped God, mm. he built an altar, mm -hmm. killed an animal and put it on it. Okay. We don't know if he sang a song because it was not written, but mm -hmm. sacrifices that were offered on the altar mm -hmm. was worship. And that was predominantly the case yes. right down until you come into when Moses is given a pattern of how the Israelites should worship God. And it's still a whole lot of slaughtering of animals, mm -hmm. um, saying things, doing different rites, mm -hmm. but music is not necessarily in play when we look mm -hmm. at Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. was not um, singing or, or musical. Mm -hmm. we, we only see music enter the picture when um, David, who is himself a musician, begins to introduce this and be begins to sort of bring it center stage when it comes to worship in Israel. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so it's important to, to see that right from the beginning, it's not necessarily musical. It's a bit broader and it's about what is bringing pleasure to God, like Rick Warren said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, so when we say um, worship service, like Adam, you said something about worship service. And I mean, the beginning, the, the early church basically called it a worship service because it was a place um, and, and then they had to like have an ordered service. And we know that as liturgy. I want you to give like what is liturgy and how is that connected to worship? Oh, okay. So, so um, I think the the key thing is that um, perhaps uh, let me let me let me bounce off from what we said that worship is doing something that pleases uh, uh, pleases God because. Um, I think it's a very important for Christians to understand worship. For me, to, to understand worship and even the, 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 the whole church and going to church and doing whatever we do as uh, three sort of progressive and logical steps that we need to keep coming back from first, second, third, and come back and refresh ourselves again. And that, for me, is the first one is that worship is a matter of identity. So uh, people need to know, for us as Christians, we, we are first answering the question, who are we and who is it that we belong to? And, and uh, in, in every religion, yeah, that every religion has gods and so on and so forth. So we use the word God. Well, Muslims might also use the word God. The other, even Hindu people use the word God. So when we say, um, we, we need to start off by identifying who we are. We are people who follow Jesus Christ. We worship an invisible God who is, who is made visible in the person of Jesus Christ. So 
whilst we may have a difficulty connecting to that invisible God, he has shown himself in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's where we start from. So that is our identity. We are the people of King Jesus. So then number two, mission is we, the people gathered here, because we are his people by virtue of establishing our identity, he's gathering us for a certain mission. And I believe that the church's mission is primarily being people who are made in the image of this God who is exemplified in Jesus Christ. Then our mission is to uh, be his representatives on this earth, reflecting that God we are talking about, who is Jesus, who is physically shown to us or clearly shown to us in scripture in the person of Jesus Christ, reflecting him into the world. You get me? And to do that work of reflecting into the world, we take certain actions to help us to do that work of one, remembering our identity, two, recapping our mission, and then three, going forward with that mission. So you would see that in any church, would, would, they, 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 they gather together. I mean, we call them the church. It's, a, it's an assembly. The word ecclesia is just an assembly of people gathered on, a, on, a, on, a, on an important issue to them. So for them, one, what we are, it's a community that's gathering. It's not just individuals who have gotten up and say, uh, just because of what he has done for me. No, it's here in Christophonia, we all, Christ, those of us who are a part of this community have gathered. So they gather as a community, brothers, sisters, friends, whatever and so on. And they, they do the things that help them remember their identity, recap their mission, and strengthen themselves to now move forward and act on that mission. So um, the typical liturgy is just a word, a big word we used to talk about, the order in which we, we do things when Christians sort of get together. That's what we call liturgy. And you would find in studies of early Christianity that because it's it's like it's more like it's almost like a family meeting that's gathering. So yes, you would start off with they would typically start start off even with food, and then they would have uh, the wine and bread. Like every meeting, they would have wine and bread. So it's not like well today we have all sorts of reasons why we we may not do it that often. But for yeah, them, but when you say was, wine and bread. Um, when you say wine and bread, you mm. mean the communion. The communion, or what yes. some would, what is traditionally called the Eucharist. The Eucharist, right? yeah. So it's a family. It's like friends. We gather. We sit. Like you go, you you and your friends meet together. You you eat and so on. It's a way to strengthen and uh, strengthen the bonds of community. But you are doing it around a pe particular person who is Jesus Christ, and He has specifically instructed that do this in remembrance of Me. So you do it as often as you actually are gathered. So that you are establishing identity. Then two, oh, we are all gathered here together. It's us, it's the people, and he has given us a certain mission. So our time of gathering is, yes, we, we will typically have a communion, we'll probably eat. Then we would read from scripture, um, but with a lot of focus on Jesus Christ. Um, and then it's questions of, okay, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. So having gathered and thought about Jesus Christ, talked about him, sang about him, um, 
and sang about our mission and so on and so forth. Then now we 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 go forth, going out to do, going out with one the remembrance of who we are in our minds, and two, the remembrance of what our mission is, also in our minds, so that we go out there and live the loving life that Jesus has called us to live. So that this was like the typical. It's not most of the time it started off with food. That one is, is quite interesting. I mean, when you look at the research. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It started, it started yeah. off with food, then they yeah. would have a communion, communion. then um, a few songs, and then you would have um, uh, one of the reading ideas, of the text, uh, re- yeah. reading of the scripture, and yeah. and then the idea is okay. So because of who we are, and by establishing identity and establishing mission again, when we do these things, it's supposed to strengthen and empower us so that we then go out there and do what our mission really is about yeah so, so that, that 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 in of course that that in, in that has evolved over time you know you have the the, the roman catholics having their own liturgy and the way the order in which they do things and um, we have Protestant churches also having an order in which they do things and so on and mm-hmm. maybe you're using the word liturgy so some people feel uncomfortable about it but the point is that you Modern churches also have an order in which they do things. Yeah. So it's not like it's all the the a, you know a friend of mine would say uh, he said he heard it before. They say, "In sorry no, we will know." Referring to Orthodox <laughs> church. Orthodox <laughs> churches. Uh, yeah. Everybody has a liturgy. We, yeah. we, 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 we can pretend we don't have an order, but we always have an order. And it's a yeah. question of uh, um, maybe what reasons we have for having the order in which we have it. Mm, okay. So so liturgy is actually just the order of service. And and so it's the like order you, of the garden. You know, I don't like to use the word service. Service. Because okay. Sometimes the question people misunderstand the order of service is the order in which we are. I don't know. Maybe that's my personal uh, okay. discomfort. But yeah. it's the order of the meeting because it's a meeting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are not doing something for like we are not serving uh, people outside. It's the order in which we are, we have gathered and decided to go according to a certain way. Okay, yeah. So but whether it's a charismatic church, Protestant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Catholic church, mm-hmm. Orthodox church, whatever, mm-hmm. Anglican, mm-hmm. they all have an order. And yes. and yes, and typically, yeah, Pastor Joe, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to just um, read a, a short passage that sort of summarizes what he said about the early church. So yeah. we remember Peter preaches, and then those who accept, this is Acts um, 2 from 41. Yeah. Those who accepted his message were baptized. About mm-hmm. 3,000 were added to their number that day. Mm-hmm. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the mm-hmm. fellowship, to the breaking mm-hmm. of bread, and to prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone yeah. was filled in all many wonders and miracles done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And the selling their possessions and goods, they gave to everyone who had need. And then verse 46, every day they continued to meet together in the mm-hmm. temple courts. They mm-hmm. broke bread in their homes and mm-hmm. they ate together with glad, sincere hearts, mm-hmm. praising mm-hmm. God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Lord added to their number days those who were being saved. So, I mean, I think it pretty much summarizes the key elements that elements, we yeah. in their meetings. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a slight mm-hmm. distinction though. They they were they met both in temple courts mm-hmm. and in their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all these meetings had a lot of breaking of bread mm-hmm. and eating of meals together. Yes, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. you know, Radhika had praising God, mm-hmm. praising God so prayer, mm-hmm. breaking bread, praising God, fellowship, teaching. Mm-hmm. I think these are the key elements that. Uh, Adam has already spoken yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. All and, right. And, and, and so once you establish that, then it's it sort of um, sets the tone. Of course, as things develop, like he said, things begin to change because of different factors and different cultural elements that are, mm. are happening, which I'm sure mm. we might go into as we go on. But yes. this is where they start from. Mm-hmm. Mm. and what the what it entails like i want us to have that because it looks like charismatic people behave like because of the order of service and the boring they 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 attribute boredom to an orthodox church service mm-hmm. and all of that and i and i and looking through the history and all of that we've no we've we've seen how they actually came to add all the elements. Like we've, we've seen all these elements when they meet, these are the things that they did and and why they kept to it. So so we can, so we are not like enemies. Don't like, so that we, we get what unifies us together. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know, so Adam, you ju- want, ju- okay, just, Joseph. Just to clarify a bit before mm-hmm. we go into that discussion. Mm-hmm. So that the word orthodox itself, mm-hmm in the way we use it in Ghanaian parlance is mm-hmm. not too helpful because yes exactly it's actually the greek orthodox church yes yeah and i am in egypt and i just visited the coptic, coptic orthodox, orthodox church yeah, exactly yeah. and so when you say the orthodox church uh-huh. and you are referring to presby they're like no no we are not orthodox. yeah 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 <laughs> the orthodox people are there so i actually went into a an evangelical Presbyterian church, church. Here in Egypt. In it Egypt, is very okay. different from mm-hmm. the Orthodox church. Mm-hmm. And the liturgies they are using are so completely different mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you don't want to confuse the two. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think it's yeah. important for us to understand that there's a broader world out there. Yeah. So in Ghana, yeah. right now, the term we are using, we're calling them mission-initiated churches or mainline okay. churches. Mainline churches. Mm-hmm. Of course, okay. all the terms have different uh, weaknesses, but these are mm-hmm. the preferred terms for churches okay. like your Presbyterian, Methodist, Methodist, um, yeah. you know, EP, Catholic. and all those. Churches. Okay. And then the, the, the charismatic and Pentecostal, mm-hmm. which are, yeah. which I, I guess is the distinction you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. but so if, if you are looking at these two streams, remember that 
Um, so at a point there's, of course, from this early church scenario, we're looking at one church, um, which was predominantly in a Jewish setting. Mm -hmm. And so going to the temple was already part of Jewish culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so they were already used to going to the temple. And for mm -hmm. Jews who were not in, in, in Jerusalem, they would be going mm -hmm. to synagogues because the temple is in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. You are maybe somewhere uh, yeah. maybe, um, in Damascus or you are somewhere. There's no temple there. So you'd be going to a synagogue, mm -hmm. but now you are a Christian. So you have the meetings in the house and then you have these. So if you read a lot of the Acts of the Apostles, you see that Paul first goes, goes to, to the, the synagogue, synagogue and then mm -hmm. he starts meetings elsewhere when he starts to get Christian converts and all that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to trace that there's a the history and different, different things happen along the line. So mm -hmm. the church was an, an underground church for a long time until uh, the third the century. Yeah, Const Constantine actually Constantine, makes yeah. The, the official religion. And that also changes some of the things they do. Mm -hmm. and makes it more formal. And that is where things like liturgy now become formalized. Formalized, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah. from then on, we begin to see a very formal high church type mm -hmm. of liturgy mm -hmm. because yeah. it's a state religion and you don't mm -hmm. want to... Fool around. Yeah. <laughs> Get you up and be giving prophecies and this is all about the place. Yeah. You know, and... And you see that the, 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 the word liturgy itself has a root meaning that is someone performing a service on behalf of the public. So we yeah. begin to see the priest standing mm -hmm. in front mm -hmm. and he's the only guy who is doing the we'll whole, performing the, the, the whole service. And we are all saying amen or we're responding <laughs> yeah, yeah. one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Even music at a at the very early stages was not allowed in the church. In the church, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, at, at very early stages, and it begins mm -hmm. to come. In fact, when you read some of the church fathers, they keep reflecting on, is music good or is music bad? Bad, yeah. You can allow music in. I mean, there's a lot of, I'm not sure we can cover mm, all that. Yeah, there's so, there's yeah. so much discussion on whether these things, uh, these things are right or wrong and lead mm -hmm. to idolatry. And it's very similar to what we are trying to be telling for this. our, yeah. our yeah. charismatic mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. uh, mainline, you know, thing. Yeah. So we are seeing this development where now the priest is offering the worship, in quotes, on behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. And then the reformation comes where it sort of, sort of tries to correct this mm -hmm. so that worship or worship now is becoming a communal thing again as mm -hmm. we see in the early church mm -hmm. so one of the yeah. main issues that the the protestant reformation has reformation we need to get back to the whole church giving worship to god mm -hmm. you know when we gather instead of mm -hmm. a few people or one person doing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. okay so when you come down the your Presbyterian church or your <laughs> um, Lutheran church today mm -hmm. or your mm -hmm. they have descended from this reformed 
sort of teaching where mm-hmm. right from the Reformation, we've come back to um, the congregational type of, of yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. But you still have the, your Roman Catholics and like I said, Greek Orthodox and things who are still holding on to this type of high church mm-hmm. um, where usually it's the priest who is up front who is mm-hmm. performing a lot of this. But of course, mm-hmm. after Luther's reformation, there was a counter-reformation where mm-hmm. the Roman Catholic Church also revised some of the things they used to do. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit more congregational singing, mm-hmm. um, there's a bit more, and you know, so they, there are changes that have happened over the years yeah. before we are arriving at what we are seeing now. I remember mm-hmm. going yeah. to a Roman Catholic Church in Tamale, mm-hmm. During one of my research, uh, ethnodoxology research team. And I mean, it was beautiful. They had different indigenous instruments, different choirs doing mm-hmm. so many parts of the service and things like mm-hmm. that, that people mm-hmm. were singing and dancing. I mean, it felt very charismatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so there have been changes over the mm-hmm. line and different things have sort of influenced the I'm not sure if I answered Sonia's question. I, I forgot. No, no, exactly I, I, no, yeah. I, I think what you are doing is exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted to give. Um, so we are, we are online. I basically okay, think yeah. that we, um, Adam. I think may, may, maybe you can add the purpose of the gathering. So the gathering, yeah, yeah the purpose of the gathering. I know we've stated something, but I want us to yeah. be quite solid on that as well. Before so, so you on, see, yeah. um, I mean, like the, what um, Joseph Jebi recounted is, is is very accurate, and um, so you so you see that the start where now it is the priest who is doing everything, and mm-hmm. we are just receiving. Yeah, and I mean, virtually they were like like standing in Jesus Christ's feet, doing things for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we receiving it being the passive people just receiving it and of course the present reformation brought change in that direction and if that some of that change has even affected the roman catholic church and uh, be, beyond that especially in more local settings and um, they've tried to adopt more, uh, more culturally aware the ways of running the, the the yes what you might call a church service um but and and what what um, but all of, a lot of this has uh, has created what I feel are certain certain problems because um, uh, we if it, so you look at the transition and let's say you get into um, modern let's say uh, Pentecostal charismatism and. That yes, because of the nature of the Pentecostalism, which brought Pentecostal charismatism, basically just um, valuing people's ability to um, actively be involved in in the meeting and I mean uh, be, be 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 participatory in it. So certainly, music was a, a, an important part of, of of that movement and coming all the way to, into the the, the 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 charismatic line. But I, you would notice that the, 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 the uh, from at least from this, you know, charismatism came from America. 
and from yeah hold, hold on system. adam adam hold yeah. on so i want us uh, to just mm. like restate the purpose of because every time okay. they were moving every time mm-hmm. it was changing it mm-hmm. was still people were still just trying to go back to the purpose of the gathering okay well I, uh-huh. so so uh, like what was the purpose of the gathering that made <laughs> them still because i know where you are going i feel okay, like okay i get it i get it i get it no so 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 if you are talking about the purpose of the gathering you know it's it's funny like i've had hebrews to uh, hebrews or 10 25 thrown at me so many times for not going to church Although mm-hmm. I do go to church, so please. But yeah, <laughs> those few times when I'm like, yeah, way back in there when I was being rebellious. But fundamentally, the reason for the gathering, the reason for church, the reason for everything we do is that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And so mm-hmm. when we gather, again, we need to be going back to identity, mission, and then action. Yeah. So if we are people who are disciples of Jesus Christ, and following him, then when we are gathering, I think most of these um, were attempts to try to go back to recapture some of what you had in the, the maybe the early church or and, and times after that. But I feel the fundamental thing is we've lost the ability to use each and every opportunity as an opportunity of deepening our discipleship and our following of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think that's the way. And, and that's that. If you look at a lot of our music, although there's all these changes and changes in style, changes in that uh, used to be hymns, everything was boring and whatnot. And now we brought all this Ojasios music and whatnot. But the fundamental thing that I feel that over the years we've not been able to do a very good job of is that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. If we are doing communion, we are doing it to remind ourselves about Jesus Christ. If we are doing music, is to reinforce the primary purpose of everything we are doing in church is to reinforce this fact that it is Jesus Christ whom we are going to be obedient to and follow. So all the tools at our disposal. One of the things we, one of the reasons why we teach me uh, scripture is we are teaching so that the, the scripture will stay in people's heads, so that to guide their lives. But music is a perfect tool to put scripture in people's heads, to shape their discipleship and their following of Jesus Christ. But I think our music has, over the years focus more on responding to cultural needs than it has been to helping us uh, strengthen our following of Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Um, because okay, if, so... if the purpose, like if you look at Hebrews 10 uh, that we were talking about, he said, um, um, let, me, let, me, let me see if I, I can find it. Um, Hebrews 10. Uh, Hebrews 10, 25. 25, okay. You want to read 24, it? 25, yes, because I want okay. to read it. Hebrews. Uh, so what it what it it states clearly the reason why we go to church. It says, and let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. So I'm reading the common English uh, Bible. Uh, maybe let me change it to NIV because uh, 
that's it the doesn't one sound like very me. Christian. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me let me do that and try to get it. Uh-huh. So it says here that um um yeah. So twenty-three. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promises faithful. Twenty-four. And let us consider how we may spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, mm. as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Why do we need to encourage one another? Because of the 24. We need to do it because we are supposed to be a people who are sparing one another on towards love and good deeds, which is the primary thing that Jesus Christ commands, like the primary command he gives us, love one another so that the world will know that you are my disciples. So yeah. every tool at our disposal including music, should be centered around Jesus and should be centered around how we are, how um, that too can help us to be better people at loving and good deeds. I hope you get what I mean. But that is, that has, a lot of our music has over the years focused on either me, myself, and my needs or glorifying God to the highest heavens uh, and and all sorts of themes of oh and uh, my my warrior come and help me and whatnot and whatever and so on. Now I'm not saying those things are not important, but primarily who are we? Identity and mission should shape the actions we take, including yeah. music and whatnot. So and that's like the theme that I continuously see. We are making so many steps, but we are not getting to that core. Yeah. I, I think that has got something to do with um, worship, <laughs> the word worship becoming mm-hmm. a very, yes. yeah, becoming this thing being a song thing where people, I mean, music is a powerful tool and music itself is, um, is able to make people emotional and, and carry all kinds of um, feelings and all of that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it manages to um, help us feel like that is, we have met God, just Mm -hmm. basic music, yeah. So people feel very emotionally attached to God through music. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the early church, I I think that I I wanted to, I I wanted us to do something, talk about the the lectionary. What Mm -hmm. actually, you, you notice that the lectionary is about um, the text that were read when they gathered, mm. and it and it evolved from the early church. Um, the they were reading the Old Testament basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so early, it started with the Old Testament. Then when the new when the epistles came, they added the epistles. They added mm. so they were they would read that to the church, so that mm. the people who gathered would keep hearing and imbibe mm. those, and then mm-hmm. they would focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then the then the then the the gospels came and they mm-hmm. added that and they kept reading so that the people would know because the purpose was discipleship that you will know mm-hmm. the Jesus that you are following, mm-hmm. uh-huh, so that you would follow him right, mm-hmm. and so that we would encourage each other together we would grow and discipleship, mm-hmm. so that worked, uh-huh. but yeah. then mm-hmm. yeah and then. Now, uh, the parts that you want to talk about so quickly. Um, so, the 19th... Sorry, before, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. before we, Go ahead. We, we move on, uh, let mm. me just share this scripture. Um, mm. 
1 Corinthians 14, 26. Mm-hmm. It says, what, uh, 26 downwards, uh, mm-hmm. what then shall we say, brothers? Mm-hmm. When you come together, everyone has a hymn, yes. a word of instruction, mm-hmm. a revelation, a tongue, mm-hmm. or an interpretation. Mm-hmm. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. Yes. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or three at the most um, should speak one at a time. Mm-hmm. Someone must interpret. If there's no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the mm-hmm. church and speak to himself and God. Two or three prophets should speak and the other should weigh carefully what is said. Mm-hmm. If, it's a, if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the speaker should stop. Um, for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone mm-hmm. may be instructed and mm-hmm. encouraged. The spirits yes. of the prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. Mm-hmm. For God is not a God of disorder, yes. but of peace. Mm-hmm. I think this, this is sort of the context of liturgy in terms of mm-hmm. creating an order of service so that yeah. there's no confusion. And I think um, because this is Paul's, Paul writing to respond to a situation that is happening where there is confusion. Mm-hmm. And so he brings in, you know, these suggestions. Why don't you do it this way so that mm-hmm. there is order? Yeah. But interesting in there is that there's hymns. It means that there's singing going on. Yes. Yeah. And then there's word of instructions or a lesson mm-hmm. or a teaching. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's room for the different manifestations of the Holy Spirit, be it in revelations, tongues, and interpretations, okay. etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's saying that all these have to be regulated and be mm-hmm. in order. Yeah. I think that um, the the charismatic or Pentecostal movement basically was trying to give room for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. so that um, the, the church of their day had mm-hmm. sort of said, no, these things died with the apostles. They are died, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Pentecostal movement, the revivals, Mm-hmm. said no we believe that these things still exist and actually mm-hmm. we can experience them so mm-hmm. um that is but even with those movements i think that you would realize that there, there's order and there's they have a way of doing these things mm-hmm. and if you go mm-hmm. to the church of pentecost mm-hmm. i mean you can't just get up and start to prophesy man you'll be in yes, trouble exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they they had a liturgy a way mm-hmm. to operate mm-hmm you know, and they have a place where music is, but music does not overshadow everything. Everything is given its its rightful place. And, you know, so I just wanted to point out, still on our discussion on liturgy, Mm -hmm. how it originally starts from Paul responding Mm -hmm. to a pastoral situation in Corinth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's developed over the years. Mm. goes a bit off track but mm. somehow mm. God restores his faith yeah. to experience the fullness there's always been I mean the, today's lectionaries are formal right? so um so when we say lectionary, it's basically 
the um, in uh, uh, the scriptures that are read mostly in mainline churches. Now, uh, of uh, typically that follows some. Sometimes they have a year-long plan, so there's you know what you are reading next week. You know what you are reading next week, and and the idea is what one one passage from Old Testament, one passage from New Testament, and gelling it together as a way to to yes to 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 read scripture in the community and then have somebody expound on it All right and that the so i i obviously the thing is every church also even our modern pentecostal churches also have they may have some form of quote unquote lectionary like i know certain churches this month is the month of this and the next month is the month of that and this is the month of that and they will typically have more or less the same verses re recycling themselves over the, 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 the maybe the year or whatever all right so certainly yeah some some people may have it as a less formalized thing than others but at the end of the day i think the question is in what what role is is music playing in this um and typically like, like if you look at the evolution of our, our music um it's it it raises a lot of questions <laughs> so for, um the the music we so, so apart, from, so apart from the music we sing in church also, you would find, or the music that has originated from church also, you find that we are also bringing in music from musicians, gospel musicians or Christian musicians or so on, who believe they have a gift and who are making that, using that to then create music. And sometimes we pick some of those and bring them into the church to sing and so on. And, and Solomon, I don't know if that's what you are, where you want us to go, but that is a conversation that yeah. we certainly need to have. Yeah, I, so I wanted us to go to um, in the to the 1960s, where um, where at least we should all know that the guitar was never used in church. <laughs> normal it was not a normal instrument for church services yes. until the 60s. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and there was a movement that actually caused that to happen. And okay, all the okay. other instruments, the drum sets and all of mm -hmm. those things, mm -hmm. they came, it was in the 60s. And, yes, yes, and this, yes, yes. Is, this happened in America and it influenced mm -hmm. um, most of the world. But, but um, pre that, I think that also um, people started, it didn't start normal, like we didn't start church services in English. <laughs> in like, even if when it came into people were read, still reading in their, in their, um, whatever, the church language, which they thought mm -hmm. was a church language before mm -hmm. it came. So it was step by step that people got into reading into English, changing them, all this, the language change, the culture, accepting all of these things. And then we had um, the 1960s happen. I don't know mm -hmm. whether you so, want to tell about the Jesus movement. I hear Pastor mm -hmm. No, so so I I I I I just wanted to fill in a, a bit. So yeah. the part of the Protestant Reformation was that the the priest was performing the mass in Latin, 
And the guy is sitting in the German church. He speaks German. He's wondering what the guy is saying out there, but he knows the response and he just has to respond. So he doesn't get anything out of the service except that he believes that the priest is doing something on his behalf. He's performing the liturgy. Yeah. I think it's uh, yeah into German. Uh-huh. Now okay. immediately mm-hmm. you put it into German, and I'm like, okay, I'm a German musician and I read a verse. Obviously, a song is gonna come to me mm-hmm. because that's what yeah. I do. Mm. So you along with that reformation comes songs that are composed by the church. Luther himself yes. was a great composer, he wrote a lot mm-hmm. of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, many of these, so th- this movement starts in other countries as well. Mm-hmm. Zwingli, all these mm-hmm. others, Calvin. Mm-hmm. So all these bring in a revolution in church music. Yes. So you you have songs in local dialects being mm-hmm. composed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the the coming of these um, Protestant churches. Mm-hmm. into into Africa. Of course, the Catholics, Roman Catholics came here before them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but of course, they were doing their service in the same mode with Latin. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they, they didn't resonate much with, uh, with so the local I mean, I think people. they were primarily serving their own constituents, which is most... Yeah, but it, interestingly, yeah. you know, the, the Gregorian chant sounds very African. Oh, because see. it uses certain notes that resonate with the Africans. So mm-hmm. some way, somehow, there was some resonation on the musical level and mm-hmm. on some of the statues and the observances. So later, uh, historians have discovered some, uh, they call them secretistic cults that revol- revolved around this in the Elmina area oh, from see. the Roman Catholic thing. But it's mm-hmm. really the Protestants who begin to make more inroads. Mm-hmm. And they begin to translate their music mm-hmm. into vernacular. Mm-hmm. Now, when that happens, mm. so the, the 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 one that fascinates me is the story of the Methodist Church, the Wesleyan Methodist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a group of Anglican boys who are meeting, mm-hmm. and the, the the pastor who was looking after them was no more. So they write. They sent a message to England that they need a pastor mm-hmm. to come and help them understand the, the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so when the guy came, these were boys who were educated. Now, as he begins to minister to them, a, a number of illiterates join their meeting. And so the church mm-hmm. starts to grow. This is the history of the Methodist church. Mm-hmm. Now, as the illiterates join, they begin to hear so there's someone translating into the Ghanaian language. Mm-hmm. And at this time, there are no Bibles translated. Mm-hmm. So the pastor is preaching and someone who someone knows is English is translating yeah. into fancy. Mm-hmm. But songs begin to be composed. And yes. one of the resultants is a mm-hmm. bivinium. So the, the, the new music is being birthed. And remember that the drum is a, a very African instrument. Yes, yes. Yeah. Except that the Europeans who are bringing the gospel are dead against mm-hmm. drums, the African drums, see it well. as, mm-hmm. exactly as pagan. Okay, 
Now, the reason why I'm raising this is because mm -hmm. sometimes we are quick to say that drums were introduced from an American movement. Mm -hmm. And it is yeah. not accurate at all. It's historically yes. is not accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so Drums so you are talking so are in, in for example, like thing. I have attended um um a lot of like EP churches and so on. And they, they, they you know they would have the same drums they use for Bobobo is what yeah. they would use for um a lot of the local songs uh, um that and this is exactly. this has got nothing to do with um so I mean, as far the back modern as drum sets and the modern nineteen twenties, yeah. as far back as the nineteen twenties, Efremu is yeah, trying to get us to incorporate drumming in yes. worship. Mm -hmm. And he's forming choirs and singing bands. Mm -hmm. You see, so anyone who tries to trace African use, or, or if, if you see a contemporary church using drums, it's just that because if it's jazz drums, mm -hmm. it's just a build up on our innate drumming thing. Mm -hmm. So as for drumming, yes. there, but, but, but I, I, I think I think we 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 need to remind her that. <clears throat> what we what we experience in many modern churches is um is not the African drumming uh you know styles yes and an impulse to adopt the the uh, rock a uh, rock band uh, um you know musical instrument sets to yeah. to do uh, uh, music in our churches and but but and what, please, what, please what, note what? that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Note that because we have an innate drumming thing, mm -hmm. it makes it different layers. So when, when we are playing those drums, it is mm. not because we are simply borrowing rock and roll. In fact, if you look at the history of rock and roll, mm. they borrowed it it's from the African American community. Yes. Where does the African American community come from? It's come from Africa. What did they carry from Africa? Mm -hmm. Drumming. <laughs> they were yeah. stopped from drumming on the slave, uh, on the slave plantations. Uh, yes, but they used their yeah. feet as drums. As mm -hmm. drums, yeah. Why not? Me, uh -huh. So, um, I'm very, very cautious when, when it sounds like, um, you know. But anyway, we, we yeah. need to talk about but, the no, no, yeah. But so, I so, think so, the, the discussion is not really so that that discussion is not really because I I know that definitely if Mamu was doing if Mamu went to basically say that um, writing the writing music in English worship mm -hmm. music in English um in the local language, language. was was like a taboo. Like he had problems because of that. If you look oh, at that, that's history, right. mm -hmm. uh -huh. that's so true. and that was way before the Jesus movement. So, exactly. so the Jesus movement discussion is not really. And if Mamou's music um, wasn't Jesus movement music, uh -huh. no, it was actually so, he was so, actually trying to bring theology. The theology mm -hmm. that he was listening, he was mm -hmm. the sermons he was getting in church, yeah. the, the the theology and all of that he was putting mm -hmm. to music. Uh -huh. and, and, that's, and that's a, that's a very important thing that we, we, we need to remember because, you know, you give the example of, um, um, I mean, music from uh, John Calvin, music from 
I mean, the, the leaders of the reforming, Martin Luther and so on, uh, even John Wesley and Charles Wesley and what, whatever. Now you get the sense that these are people who, um, yes, by virtue of their music now being done in their own language, they are now crafting songs that helps to uh, recap what their faith is about. So that exactly. it becomes something that the church then sings as a way to again, like praise God and whatever. But if you look at the words in there, it's, it's about the, 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 what Jesus has done for them and, and, and all that. So it's a recapitulation of their theology. Correct. Which they find a way to put into music and, and, and into, into music using the vernacular, not using Latin. Yeah. as a Roman Catholic church. And so obviously it's the same thing that someone like Ephraim um, Amu was also trying to do here. It's like, well, exactly. this is what we believe about the Christian faith. And so I should be able to express that in tree, in tree or whatever, in airway and whatnot. Exactly. And of course, you go into trouble for trying to do that. But yeah. what we have today is really a wholesome adoption of a style of music and um, which has very, very shallow theological underpinnings, which yeah. um, work towards, um, which tap more into uh, people's cultural leanings and people's wants and desires more Adam, than I, it is about their Let's talk about the Jesus movement. Let's talk about the Jesus movement. This is important because yeah. Jesus movement is important because in the 60s, the 60s is when rock and roll, they say what, drug, sex and rock and roll. Sex, yeah. So <laughs> the sexual revolution uh, in America and people were being rebellious and coming up with different forms of music, which enable them to express that rebellion. And you have Christian people who, uh, in reaction to that, also come up with uh, um, sort of like people who had become also Christians, but were not so happy with like the boring ways in which church does its stuff. And some of them were like hippies and, you know, alcoholics and whatnot who felt they would not be acceptable in church. Very, not all of them, but it's just a few of them. But Therefore, they came up with, they, they took the music of their times and then they tried to, they took the musical styles of their times and tried to create music out of them. Music that yeah. would express their connection to the, 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 their newfound faith, which is what yeah. many people do. I mean, we, we come up with music to express the faith that we have. Um, but because this was, you, you would see that this, over time, people, I mean, a lot of this music was very simple, very, very emotional music. And um, some of it was really deep, but some of it was also very shallow and on the shallow, face. Yeah. But you would realize that over time, like some of these songs became popular. So churches began to sort of change to adopt yeah, these styles because like things like electric guitars and whatnot were not the ways are churches used to worship before. And I mean, I'm not talking even about Ghana, I'm talking about abroad. But because of the advent of especially charismatism, bringing along these forms of music, but that has now become more or less the, the standard way in which 
everybody else feels music needs to be done. So my, you know, people doing the drums and whatever, so it's like, ah, it's a village thing now. You people, you haven't stopped that thing. Like, yeah, we need we need a bass guitar. We need, a, you know, some electric doing some wild things. So we need a keyboard and then we need all that. But the problem is, what, what I'm seeing as a fundamental problem with this approach to music is that it, it lacks, it, 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 because of its focus is more on connecting people emotionally to the faith that they have, it, it tends to not focus on why we actually are Christians. It tends to focus more on and, and let's not forget, this is a time when we are also getting people like um, evangelical Christianity and um, modern Christianity is transitioning more from a community thing to, to an individual faith that you alone have. And so, again, our music becomes less and less communal and more and more individual. And then over time, you have the music now being something that can be practiced totally outside the church, because you would find that a lot of music in the church all the way to 19th century, uh, no, even to the, the 20th century, is music that the church itself comes up with. It may not be, it always is typically individuals within the church who come up with a song, and then the church, it, it's, it's a song that lives within the particular, maybe local church, and then it, it begins to grow in it, on its own, maybe outside, the local church. But now we have people adopting a, a professional approach to music, trying to create music out there for the church to use. Whether we are doing the work of asking ourselves if this music is actually sound theologically, it's not about the style. It can be like rock and roll, it can be Agbaja, it can be anything like, hey, we are expressing who God is to us. But the message that we are carrying fundamentally, as I mentioned before, is it really reminding us of our identity? Is it reminding us of our mission? And it is, is it encouraging us towards action? Because we are so enamored by its emotional appeal and, oh, it, it, it sings to my needs. But let's look at Jesus. He says, comes to me, all you who are uh, what, uh, weary and, and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me. For I am humble. All right. So the point is, you come to him not with what you want. You come to him on his own terms. You come and you are weary and you are whatever. But Jesus is telling you, that you come and you will take up my yoke and you will learn from me. And by learning from me, you may realize that what you think you need is just actually something you wanted. I, Jesus, know what it is good for you. I am the model human. I'm the human one, the son of man. So I am calling you people as disciples to come and learn from me. You may think like, Peter, Peter said, Lord, no, 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 you, you want to go to your death. We don't want that. No. And Jesus says, no, get away from me, you Satan. So Peter thinks he knows what he needs, but Jesus is telling him, no, that's not what you need. 
I am on a mission to bring salvation to all of you. You think this is what you need, but that's not what you need. So the point is, our music may be about, like people have come up with all sorts of adopted styles and whatnot, and I don't have a problem with styles. But we've gotten to that point where commercializing Christian music, and then we come back and come to the church and we tell the church that, oh, me, uh, God has revealed this music to me. So uh, you must take it because it is a revelation that God has given to me. And you have to accept it like that. No, we don't have to accept your music as it is. <laughs> because we have 2,000 years of Christianity. And it is the church that was coming up with its own music. So you in the last 100 years cannot now come and dictate to us how we should receive your music. I hope you get me. There is a purpose yeah. for the gathering of the community and every tool we have, including music, must work towards strengthening that purpose. So okay. I'm, 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 passenger, I'm, yeah. struggling, I'm struggling to understand when you say it was the church that was coming up with the music. Sorry, my internet is not the best, but- Yes, okay. Um, so individuals in the church mm -hmm. are gifted with musical yes. ability. Yeah. And yeah. part of that gifting and the fact that the Holy Spirit lives within us mm -hmm. means that he inspires us in different yes. ways. Yes. So people, some say, I have, I slept, I had a, a dream, this song mm -hmm. was playing. I woke mm -hmm. up, I wrote the words and mm -hmm. I'm sharing this with the congregation. Yes. So I like the words you use. You are sharing the congregation. You share with the congregation. The congregation says, okay, yeah, you know, but we think you need to tweak this part. This part doesn't really gel with what we believe. Oh, okay. So 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 I so that, I, that's I the just my wanted to deal with the, the, the right. inspiration. <laughs> okay. And then we can look at checks and balances in terms of how do we ensure that the theology of the song is right. Yes. Um, so, but di different people receive songs differently, sometimes in the congregation. And mm -hmm. a number of times closely, you would see that people, because they are in the congregation and because they are being taught certain things, will come up with songs or be inspired to write songs based mm -hmm. on what they are being taught. Yes. So, um, that's a very so important I think I, point. I based on what that being how, how we judge songs or how we help musicians after they've shared their song is important. And I think you are, you are raising a red flag there that we need to pay attention to it. But sometimes the church that I am in, mm -hmm. this is what they are teaching. Mm -hmm. So when I bring a song mm -hmm. and it's in line with what they are teaching, mm -hmm. they can't help me correct it. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yes. so 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 musicians exactly are generally a product of their generation. Exactly. For instance, let me just share, let me just share this with you. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we skipped a whole a whole chunk that the, the the Protestant missionaries that brought the gospel to us came with hymns. Mm -hmm. um, the Protestant hymns, the whole Victorian mm -hmm. hymns era. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge chunk of music history that I think we sort of yeah, we don't have all the time. So yeah, we things. don't have all the time. But so now when you look at some of those things, very great hymns have been written in those yeah. times. But yeah. if you look at some of those hymns, you will see very interesting. Very questionable ones too. 
Exactly. <laughs> because they are products of their generation or their time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um and but which which means that you see if 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 we believe music is a tool that is supposed to help us express our faith, then we must also be a people who are continuously evaluating music, not just accepting it anyhow, and not just accepting it because it's John John Calvin who wrote it for us. Exactly. Like I believe the same way that we want people to be able to remember scripture because he said we read scripture to people so that it helps to stick, so that they will use it to live their lives. Music, you are walking about and uh, Shatawale's song just pops in my head and I start I singing it, you know? And I'm like, Shatawale but I don't really want... the prayer meeting. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> no, then, you get me? So music yeah. is such an important tool for communicating the way we want people to be Christians. And we we should that that and unless we don't care about discipleship, unless we don't care about making people Christ-like, if our churches actually care about making their members Christ-like, then they need to be extremely um, picky about music and so, have the same level of scrutiny to it as they do to sermons and whatnot and all. Yeah, but but so so that what, what I'm suggesting is that maybe mm-hmm. it's it goes slightly beyond the local church to mm-hmm. a wider body as to how we help musicians. We we have tried yeah. to create what we call the Christian Music Association of Ghana, where we are saying to other musicians, hey, why don't you just bring your song and don't bring it when you've already gone to the studio and you are almost yeah, but that will not work. Because we have a culture which is today, I see part of this is a culture thing. Um, uh, Christian leaders get up and say, God told me this. And then they come and stand on the pulpit and then they say whatever they are saying and you do not have a, a right to question them. You hear me? So that is so somebody else who can say, well, I received this. Why should I bring it to some Christian music group for them to check this? No. You've created a culture that People receive what they've received and nobody has a right to question them. How are you going to tell the musician that for them, when they receive some inspiration from God, they should also bring it for it to be questioned or for it to be improved? It's not really about questioning. It's about this is the gift that God has given you. He's trying, God is trying to tell us something. Let's work on it and make it something that we all can own. That's what we are really we are trying to say. But it that will only work if we have a culture already that says that it's not okay for Sofu to just come and stand in the pulpit and say whatever he wants and we take it like that. We develop a culture where we, uh, even learning from scripture is collaborative. If we do that, then we can apply the same thing to, 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 to musicians. But if you have an organization that's like, bring your music before us, they won't do it. Yeah, no, but but it, it, it's it's actually um, working in terms of oh it is peer, okay peer peer review. So um, someone sends me his song and says, "Look, I, the the only problem is sometimes when they send you the song, they've already gone so far into it that you know most changes are minimal. Mm-hmm. You know, so we are still building on it. But it, it, in response to the the, the issue of 
creating a culture. I think creating a culture is creating avenues and keeping on talking about things so that yes. people can be sensitized and then we can shift from what we are used to. Yeah. Okay. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, also, also building bridges because sometimes, um, I mean, they hear Adam and they're like that, oh, Adam, we'll him now, we'll say they, you mm -hmm. know, but, but if, if they hear Pastor Joe and Pastor Joe is already having a relationship with them, then mm -hmm. it might be easier for them to come along and things like that. That's true. So, so that, is, that is the concept we are working with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, you are right. We need, we need to look closer at the theology of our music. But if, if you look, we've, we've come a long way, really. Mm -hmm. We've come a long way. I mean, from is it was it Tabita Kum and <laughs> oops, sorry, <laughs> we've come a long way and we still have some way to go. But I I think that a lot of the music and the lyrics um, we've come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that that that's fair point. So one of the things that um, I would like to see more uh, within our churches is that. Um, we we should we should encourage the habit of song writing within church. Like, um, we should again, it's culture, and uh, create a culture where we can write. Like today, we decide not to do a sermon. Let's take a passage of scripture that really teaches us about Jesus, and let's try to create a song out of it. And it, we, we, I mean. That process, this is the process of collaboration helps us to break down a lot of barriers, a lot of inability to speak to one another on a lot of issues. So like fundamentally, people within churches should feel free to be able to say, I, I was inspired to bring to, I was inspired uh, to put down these, these words in song. And what do you, bring it to, their local churches and say, what do you guys think of this? How can we improve this? How can we, so that the church, our local churches begin to own music and create music and, and do the, the theological work of helping to correct some of the teachings within the music. And I think that in addition to that, like are people at, maybe I'm, I'm, I, I might, be too critical of our gospel musicians and so on. But because we don't find room in our churches for an expression of our gifts, a lot of the time we want the, the gifts to achieve some commercial success. So the focus is how I can be, you know, successful gospel musician out there. That gives me legitimacy. I, I feel um, it's a difficult thing to say, but it has to be said. Like, new Christian music is, 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 is simply music that helps the church to do the work of discipleship. Like, that's fundamental. We are Christians. We are trying to be Christ-like. You know, that's what we are about. So... As much as possible, Christian music is about how the church uh, can use music to help recap and what about what we are about, who we are, what our mission is, and to encourage us in that direction. So, Charlie.
Sorry, yeah, the whole I story. wanted, yeah, I wanted to interfere in the discussion in in at where we are now because mm-hmm. what I'm seeing is that at a point we are. I I my question I want to pose here is that um we have I think that we we call ourselves Africans and we like music and we do all of those things, but at a point we have become very fixated on music. That music mm-hmm. is so important that mm-hmm. the most important things that will actually teach us so that we can come up with good, like we do, teaching us the word of God and getting the most important parts of it, the discipleship mm-hmm. part is not music matter. You mm-hmm. understand? I feel like it's, it's not a music tool. matter. Mm-hmm. It's, the music is a tool. It's not one, it's not the tool. It is mm-hmm. one of the tools. So, but we have come up with a culture of it's being the most important thing. Like people are, mm-hmm. people don't pray. And the only thing they do is play music in their, gospel music in their car. And they have had a spiritual time with God. And, and, and to add to that, you see, sometimes even the language we use around music, like, you know, as we do that, then the God's spirit descends and, you know, but all this language around music. I yeah. See, you, and which then puts all the focus on the one who is standing at the front. And we are going back to the Roman Catholic system where the one at the front is the one doing the, 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 <laughs> the whole thing for us. We are putting emphasis again on, we are creating a celebrity culture where the one standing in the front is the one who is trying to draw God down for us. And you look at the language we use to even promote our music, uh, uh, worship events and whatnot. This is like, and God is going to, the spirit is going to descend and whatnot and all this emotional language of, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> they are almost yeah. becoming a comfort. Yeah, another another <laughs> thing I, I want to, as usually, I want us to draw attention to is the fact that I don't see relationships built on feelings um, being the ones that last long. Relationships based on, on musical feelings or musical um, people, like, and that's the kind of generation we have now, where it's like people's relationship is based on the music they are listening to, the gospel mm-hmm. music. Like, mm-hmm. if they don't listen to gospel music, it means God hasn't come. Like, if you go to church and the speakers are off and there is no music playing, it means that the church is boring. Let's go home. Let's find a church with good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good. And so, yes, we use that now yeah. as a criteria. Now, to uh, yes, which church uh-huh. you go to. Yeah, and the church, and the church, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying this because it is not a, just a Ghanaian phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It is going ev- on everywhere. Oh. Such is global so much that the money we spend on getting music <laughs> into our church, like getting so much so that we can even get, um, employ people who are not Christians to come and play the music for us in the church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when they finish, they go back to whatever, mm-hmm. because the music is very critical. Mm-hmm. And, and it's... The, the and, music and, will be on point. 
Yes, uh-huh. for beyond point. Yeah, and I and and I've been to um like I've you go to the north, you go to other places where it's a village. They don't have instruments. Mm-hmm. They gather to have church. You mean God doesn't show up there? You understand? Like musicians and 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 I I I hear you. Yeah. Thank you. I I was leading praise when the Buji Church in East Cantonment, and then God moves me all the way to a church in Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know if you know where Sodom and Gomorrah yeah, is. In yeah, yeah. Where they, we had no instruments. There was not even a mic. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to lead worship here. And in fact, all my English songs don't work there. So mm-hmm. I had to do yeah. tea and all mm-hmm. that. And I mm-hmm. think for, for me, that was like a paradigm shift or a, a, a check on me to say, hey, you've been more or less idolizing music rather than God being placed at the center. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of like a reset button for me. Mm. Um, And I, 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 I think that many of our musicians, especially are caught up in this. Yeah. Where, I mean, I, I was so sensitive to the music that one wrong day's note can throw me off gear yes. in yeah. my worship. Exactly. Um, you know, but with that reset button, I think that God helped me to unlearn some of those things yes. and to appreciate yeah. that it's about yeah. him and not about the music. So, so there's a friend who was speaking to, uh, not on this call, but a friend of mine was saying that, like, she has a terrible voice, but she loves singing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they are a small church now, so they don't have a lot of people to lead music. So uh, it, that gives her the opportunity to still get on the mic and lead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it goes all wrong. It's like, well, so people are not happy when she is standing in front, but she wants to sing. Yes, yeah. God is not... Yeah. God is not bothered about her voice. Yeah, he seems to be bothered about that. Yeah, but I, I <laughs> Sorry, think among I think among musicians, it's a problem because I mean, being a musician myself, you go and sit there and you hear the thing, and and me, I actually that that thing that lesson came like earlier earlier on, so I stopped going to programs. And prog- and everybody's like, why don't you come to programs and things? And I'm like, nah, I'm just not interested. Because if you go and sit down and you can't even enjoy the, the music, you can't even enjoy the gathering because mm-hmm. the focus is, is you because you are hearing is the, is the quality notes. on the music, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, you see, that's the problem with the commercialization of music. The commercialization of music, if you want to make music, we have Andrew Crouch, Mr. Louise, Mary Marquis, blah, blah, blah. All these people came out with music and they made it. They made albums and put them on the chart. They were going on the charts and all of that. And now the generation now is like, child, we need to make music like that. Yes, Meanwhile, yes. that's kind of music. Some, somebody said this thing, which is quite interesting. He said that the commodification and the commercialization of music, of gospel music, is, is, is like... Um, it's like what Judas did when he kissed Jesus. He was kissing Jesus, mm-hmm. but, but he was him. betraying him with mm-hmm. 
for 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So it's like mm-hmm. we are coming and we are we claim we are worshiping God. We call ourselves mm-hmm. ministers of God, and the aim is to make money. <laughs> and it's to make a living. Yeah, it's to make a living, it's to make money. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we call us. I mean, if you call me, I don't mind that you're a musician and you are making money. It's not like there's nothing wrong with it. But the, to get the balance is the most difficult thing. If you're a secular mm-hmm. musician, if you're a secular musician, and then you mm-hmm. come to church and you come and play for church, and you because you're a Christian, you come to church, you play music for the church, you write songs for the church, and the church uses it, and you don't even get um, recognition for it. I, I, I applaud you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would rather, because it's very difficult. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. thin line that brings a problem that you, you can't figure out what, whether you are um, worshiping God or you are, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I feel like that's, that is one of the issues around mm-hmm. this whole thing that I want us to just, um, I think we should be closing around mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether mm-hmm. you have any more things to add, but um, how do we move? I know that we, we say that um, the um, CMAG, the Christian Music Association of Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the, the team is, I mean, the point is to get people to, but I feel like even the CMAG is full of musicians. Mm-hmm. Yes, and musicians who are pastors, who maybe are pastors. Like there are pastors who are who have churches and they are so they are so interested in music that they still do the whole idolatry of music. The whole <laughs> purpose is to follow music so much that. Even it doesn't matter if you've met a musician, a gospel musician who is proud and arrogant and doesn't show anything Christ-like, we still mm-hmm. want him because his music brings the crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And these are some of the things like, why are we still, why is music so important? You get me? Like, why are we so bent on music being the mm-hmm. two? I feel like if we had, um, if we were listening to the lectionary. If we we said, okay, let's when you come to church, we want to make sure that you get the story of Jesus right, mm-hmm. that we read the gospel that for you every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> when you get when you come to us. When mm-hmm. there are so many options of things to do mm-hmm. so that you get Jesus, because there are many Christians who don't even know Jesus. They don't. So, they have no <laughs> idea who Jesus is. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So the thing is, I, I'm I'm going to answer that by saying that. Um, the the problem has been the the, the challenge has been that uh, most for, for with almost every generation of church we want to make something um, into some sort of idol, even the lectionaries and whatnot that we are talking about. Like essentially, we we need to re. I, I'm still. Coming back to my identity and mission and then action. Who are we? We are uh, 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 um, people who follow Jesus Christ. We are a people who worship an invisible God who has been made visible in the person of Jesus Christ. What is our mission? Our mission is to obey and follow this Jesus Christ and to call other people to that life of following and obeying. So what can we, what, what, what are we then to do? 
then it's like, okay, we need this practice and that practice and that practice and this music as well to support these three things of identity, mission, and uh, identity and mission. So for me, then we um, our churches need to do a better job of appreciating the songwriting because it's not musical; it's songwriting. Appreciating the and and nurturing songwriting at local church levels because the music that existed and again it will always be individuals who come up with the music right but these will be individuals whose gifts can then be appreciated within the church so that you you your music doesn't need to become a hit before you get you get recognized for that gift your church community already loves the song and it's moving and before you realize your next branch is also singing that song your next branch you can live your life as a mechanical engineer who went to study this and then did what music can be a hobby to you you are creating music the church is using it you have another whole like self-sustaining uh, job already so you don't feel like you need to go and do and uh, become the hit musician before your gift is recognized your gift is already being recognized the church so it's because for many of our churches, we do not understand. We are talking about gifts that God has given us. We need to let these gifts be exercised within our local churches and find ways to nurture it so that people can exercise these gifts without feeling that they need to live based on those gifts. And they can do it freely. They can do it collaboratively. They can bring it forward. Others can chip in. Let's improve. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. And it's got, it's got nothing to do with their egos. You get me? It's got nothing to do with how perfect they are. It's got nothing like in my, we are, we run a home church. In my home church, we have so many songs we've written. And Charlie, the voices that are singing the songs or even created the songs, Master, what voices now? Well, I won't say, you're correct. But it's not about the voice. It's about the years. You've heard some before, Charlie. It's about what the song is communicating. And we sing them as a way to help us refresh, remind, this is why we are Christians. So in that way, music can be driven by songwriters who okay. are inspired by the Spirit to bring their gifts to the church. Then the church can do all the, if you have a, a, a instruments, then Charlie will lift it to the uh, highest levels. But if you have ordinary instruments, who play to the organized men's side? No, no, no. I hope you get me. So that that for me, that will feel like a threat to the industry that has been created called gospel music and blah blah and so on. Um I don't think if something so. has become quite uh, uh, an, an idol on its own, uh, maybe it needs to question itself. But me, that's my point. I I don't think it will become a threat. I think it's actually the source of getting more theologically um, sound. Not just sound, helpful. yes, theologically sound, but also relevant okay. music. Because once the music is growing from the context, it's it's easy to be applicable. It ministers to the people around it. Mm -hmm. it, it has a sort of longevity. But I think that we should also not lose sight of the fact that a lot of times when people have a gospel um, 
artist ministry, mm-hmm. they are not, it, it, they see it as mission mm-hmm. to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's that angle as well. Now, I'm not saying that there have not been deviations. For instance, someone might say that I want I, to I find I find that questionable. And getting clear, they are not... The, the idea is to use your music to reach out to others. Mm-hmm. And so making it to a certain quality mm-hmm. adds to its ability to go further and reach... Okay. So that part, I, I, so you see, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that because, um, um, again, the church is a community that is, um, or at least by what it's meant to be, it's meant to be a community that is living and showing Jesus Christ to the world. Um, it, we don't need to make our song. That means then what we are asking, like create commercial songs and get it to commercial levels so that it's only speaking to the non-Christians, all right? So that we who are already in, we have the songs that we will sing and we leave those ones for, you get me? If we are saying that this music is like a means of like converting people or whatever, then you need to hit at the level of Shatawale so that your music is being played everywhere so that it, it will lead to conversion. But if not, then it's not really getting there. You get me? So I, I don't buy the argument of it being used, you know, as a like mission and conversion kind of thing. I think we are deluding ourselves. I think that we have um, we have exceeded the time so far, and and and, and I think and, and one thing we are going to do is definitely get onto um, a, a podcast itself and continue the conversation there later mm-hmm. on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but yeah, but I mean, for me, if you say right now, uh, people call people say I'm anti music or something like that, uh-huh. but I feel like yeah, no, but I feel like if it is so sentimental and all of that. Michael Jackson's songs are sentimental. Whitney Houston, sentimental. They cannot, if you reach out to, Jesus Christ never used a tool that was endearing to reach out to the, to the people. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ told them the truth about what the gospel was. It was like, if you follow me, you will not have a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. But we want to use nice things. And it shows that, and the quality of people we get is, is, and you see, the, the thing price is, of the Christian life that the we, Christian that we get by that. is affected by. And the truth is, <laughs> if we who are called, who like if we we who are the people who are actually seriously coming to Jesus for Jesus' sake and understanding the pain and the struggle and the and all the things that we are coming for, if we lived a life that was pleasing and was right and followed Jesus like we have to. We, we will not need to be like Constantine be, loved the church because of that characteristic. 
and wanted the church now changed the whole thing, made it a religion. Uh -huh. But I feel like if we live a Christ-like life, because that is the testimony, like we are the light of the world. It's not the songs mm -hmm. we sing that are the light of the world. It's not the, the our life is an epistle. We are lives teach the people. But if we don't, and we think that the songs that we sing and the plenty talking and going to shout at the top of streets and, and, and do all of that is what is going to make us get better discipleship. I think there's a problem there and, and we are seeing it. No, like you so are seeing the I, results. I think, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying that discipleship should be out of the picture. What I'm saying is that there's a level called proclamation. Mm -hmm. Proclamation means to spread the word. Yes. Now, so we've rightly recognized that music is a tool. So then we come back to the whole who's helping you to make your lyrics mm -hmm. um, do what it's supposed to do. But mm, I don't yeah. think we need to throw the baby out of the bathwater by just saying that. Because Jesus did use parables. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. storytelling and music are just different sides yeah. of the coin. They are art yeah. forms. Mm -hmm. So we are following our master if we are using our artistic abilities yes. to proclaim the word. Now, when yes. you proclaim... Mm -hmm. You get people to respond, then you disciple them. Yeah, okay. also for you see, so I, we can, I, I we can, with you totally. we can do we can do an analysis of how are the people who claim to proclaim proclaiming? Is it mm -hmm. real proclamation? So that's mm -hmm. a different discussion. Yeah, but what so, I don't want us to to rubbish is the idea or the concept that music as a tool will go farther than um, some of your pastor's death sermons. And so yeah, if yeah, you had yeah. the gospel in that song, mm -hmm. it will be heard in a corner where the sermon will not be okay. heard. So yeah, granted, is this is granted, but look at the huge chunk of songs that come out of the gospel music in Ghana and tell me how many of them you would actually say contain the gospel. I really doubt it. So like we are, we are making an excuse for something when the evidence there doesn't really support that. That is what we are really deploying it to, to do. You get me? So yeah, we, we, are, we are out of time. <laughs> we are out of time. Anyway, I'm, I'm, okay. It's not saying that we, we, uh, we should, we can't throw music out. We are not saying throw music we, out. We not but, and, and Jesus Christ didn't use parables sweet um sweetened um things to bring people he when he said parables he gave them the truth yeah mm -hmm. so the tool that we are using we should use it <laughs> if we tell people in the song like i like if you come to jesus on yeah, you know you and yeah, why are you yeah, like song there's an <laughs> song it's from merely means that mm -hmm. we are we are learning him jesus yeah we are learning mm -hmm. him you understand? And it's like, ah, he, all that time, who else is written a song now that shows that we are actually following? Exactly. Like, How many gospel songs do you have that says that love your that. Uh, neighbor uh -huh. as yourself? Because, you see, you see <laughs> please go ahead. I, I think no, but, a lot of general. I can think of, 
No, no, no. I, I, songs, like, no, no, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, I agree that, that we can think of. Yeah. I know mm. that we can think of a number of songs, but I'm saying mm. that when we talk about the people who are coming to the church, you, you are a pastor, you are a music pastor. If you can think of a number of songs, that is that is you. You, you are a music <laughs> pastor. The church, the world around us. And the church, the church people, how many of the songs do they act? Can they actually like do they actually hear the top songs we sing in church today? If we ask you to list them and we start going through the lyrics, <laughs> there is no one like that. You get me? And it's not a generalization per se. It's 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 something that is valid that we know. You understand? It's not, and mm. it's not saying that it's we are just basically trying to figure out the way forward. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that we'll continue this on a podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we can, um, pe- listeners can join us on the Simply Christ podcast. We will continue there. Thank you very much for joining us. I don't know if there are questions, you can send the questions to um, we'll Simply collect Christ. Them and try to answer yeah, them we'll collect them and try to answer them on, 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 on the podcast as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know whether we've ended on a good note or, but I, I think that basically we all note. know, yeah. yeah, we all know that there are problems and mm. we are trying to address exactly. them. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying like, to I'm, say, I'm glad you throw anything him. out. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really yeah, like, like I told you, he's the dude, man. Mm. He's, the, uh-huh, he's the man <laughs> for the job. Yeah. So thank you so much, Osofu, for joining us. Um, I uh, think that we would. We would have a podcast. We would um, we would probably record it next week so that we can um, yeah so that we can get it. So people should send in their um, questions and comments and all of that so that we can get that that address um, read in the podcast and then our discussion will continue. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, next month we would come on and talk about. I think we are we are going to go into discussing biblical womanhood and <laughs> the the whole feminism patriarchy and complementarianism and other matters egalitarian uh-huh, and other matters thank you so much so next 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 month um the last thursday of the month we'll be here again thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us and sorry we took so much time today it's music god bless <laughs> you <I know. laughs> yeah 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 so Thank you for listening to the Simply Christ podcast. Your questions and comments are always welcome. Find us on YouTube via our handle Simply Christ Ministries and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter via our handle SC Minog, spelled S C M I N O L G. Until later, God be with you and bye bye.